things girlfriends share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? Girlfriends Share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? to Girlfriend It. This is your host, Patty Lynn Wyatt, and today we are continuing our conversation focusing on your it about parenting and the significance of our temperaments, knowing who you are and who you are around, how it will hopefully help you stop the dysfunction in your household. This is our fourth episode with Jessica Pierce, owner of Thrive 139, a consulting firm dedicated to serving churches and faith-based nonprofits. She is also a speaker and the founder of Career Connectors, which, drumroll please, according to Phoenix Business Journal, the number four networking group in Phoenix. And we just want to welcome you. Thank you, Jessica, for being on the show today. Thank you, Patty. Honored to be here. Yippee-i-a. We are still talking about uh, temperaments and the four temperaments that impact uh, not only us in our marriage, but also who our children are, how they show up, and the way we connect with them, how we relate to them, how we communicate to them, or how we don't communicate to them. And uh, yes, the uh, last episode, you had mentioned uh, we have to be careful when we put our kids in a box too young with their their temperament. And I, I was thinking about that of I was going back to my own kids. Um, they love to read, just read, 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 read. And so you immediately put them in the, the C box of they're highly analytical. They love to read. And but I was also thinking about the conflict that I had with them because as they would read and I would be out at the pool, you know, playing with everybody else's kids, I, it would start conflict in our in our house where it's like, stop reading, like come out here, be be me, like quit being so smart, like be me, quit being you. And just knowing that um, about, you know, taking it into consideration, I think helps. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, once we understand our kids and their temperament, it doesn't solve all the parenting problems, that's for sure. But it definitely helps for us to learn how to connect. Uh, it's, you know, it's about age 13 is when we can actually put them through an assessment or uh, take one of these behavioral assessments and that it, their um, results will be valid. And so if we do it too young, even though their personalities are starting to come out, 
um, it, the results just aren't very valid. But once they hit about 13, those teenage years, um, they can take an assessment. I can tell you it really helped me as a parent um, with my kids, especially my oldest one, who I was way off on him. And um, when I got the results, I'm like, holy cow, I didn't know this about you. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so it was really great to be able to do that with him. And then there's the other part where they, they take the assessment and you just are hitting yourself going, wait, I knew that. I saw all the signs. Why didn't I, I not engage with that? But it, but it's difficult because they do show up differently at home, even though there's some of those symptoms, like, uh, you know, you might see that they're, they're really sensitive or they're quiet around, you know, some of their friends. And then you have the other one that's so outgoing. They want all the spotlight. They want all the attention. Uh, I remember my, one of my daughters, she would put on her ballet dress and, you know, her pink princess, whatever, all of her garments, of clothing and want to dance in front of us. So you would go, okay, she's outgoing. She wants the spotlight. She's a high eye. And the difference is, and then I had my other daughter who would do all that, but with an audience, like she would want to get up in front of the entire school. You know how they would do show and tell or do any, and I would look at her and all you're almost like, oh, honey, you need to sit down. Like, (laughs) So Patty, I have this funniest story. My daughter, who is an extremely high eye, she is 12, so I haven't run the assessment on her, but there is no doubt. But I remember she also is an actress. So I remember us walking into, this was about four years ago, walking into a theater. And it was the first time she'd been in a big theater. And this is exactly her personality. She walks in the door and she looks at the stage and she looks at me. And she says, how do I get up there in front of all these people? (laughs) (laughs) And then my other daughter, who's 14 now, she was like, that would be horrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that a perfect example? How? Yeah. yeah. And, And then think about it. If you're a parent and you're not the one, let's say you have a little bit more S and C. Like I have a sister that. She's a teacher, so you would think, oh, she gets up in front of people all the time. But one time they were doing an assembly, and there was a bunch of firefighters that wanted to get her up on stage. I would be like, where do I sign up, and how much do I pay, right? (laughs) She was like, I would rather die. And they were trying to get her up there, and she was like, no, but she was getting angry. Like, absolutely not. This isn't funny. But I would be the one probably trying to get her up on the stage, thinking, who doesn't want to do this? Come on, we're going to have fun. If you're in front of people all day long, go for it. And, you know, it's just, that's a perfect example of when they're younger to be able to see those, those temperaments. Well, I, first of all, I just want to thank some of our our listeners for just the feedback and, and the temperaments. And I had someone say, you know, during the pandemic, I just really don't like my child. Uh, so I want to talk about even that with our temperaments and it's, it's so difficult because they're on zoom and we're on zoom. So depending on what age, I can't imagine having younger children while I'm trying to 
work and especially in, you know, a professional setting where you're, you know, here I am training people on Zoom. And if you had younger ones that are popping their their head in all the time, I know we're offering grace during this season, but you that would stress me out. So what what do you say? Because my my only what I have noticed when I feel that way is changing my frame of mind. Yeah. Literally doing a mind shift and going, you know what? I love being your your mom. It's an honor. And you're a delightful child. Like once I start getting in that frame of mind, it helps me in my coping skills. What would be your suggestion, Jess? Well, you know, when I'm teaching this stuff um, to professionals, I even say, hey, you're not manipulating people when you adjust your style to match theirs or to serve them. And so I think we got to think about that as parents. And I know I do, I try to do this as well. Um, I don't know, we haven't reviewed the different styles yet on this this session, but I just wanna say, you know, the D is that high driver. They're the ones that are probably the ones that are just gonna, I know my high D daughter, she just says it like it is. Like she'll say something and instead of asking, she just does it thinking that, oh, it's already approved. Like, well, there's not a rule there. Like, I'm just going to do it. Then you have the I, and that's the one with the people engagement. And, you know, that's my other daughter that wants to be on the, you know, the in front of everybody and has a million friends and wants to do it into the year party and invite everybody. Forget that we're in a pandemic. I need my friends. Okay. And then you have the S person. And that's the person that's like stable and loyal and methodical. And so actually my son is a very high S and so he's kind of process oriented and that's how he thinks, but he also likes to be around people, just not a million people, a couple or fine. And then you have the high C person. And I think Patty, that's like your husband where high C is, you know, detail oriented, um, looks at quality and budgeting. And so that's the details. So you have all four of these people, types of people and granted, we're all a mix of all four styles, but you can have all four people in the same house. And so, as we know, there is tension on different things um, around the house. And so when we're parenting, we have to look at our kids and think, okay, why am I struggling with this kid? How has God gifted them? How can I honor them for the things they are gifted at doing? But then also what's their temperament? And if their temperament is a high D, how do I modify my parenting to honor their style, but also they still have to live by our rules in our house. And I just said this last night. I did not have a good parenting moment last night with my daughter. <laughs> and she's a high D and I'm a high D and we butt heads. And I think that's so true. Oftentimes, you know, if someone's just like you, sometimes it's harder to parent that kid. And so I was just like, you have got to honor the rules we have in our home. Like, you can't just go do whatever you want, period. You need to honor that we're your parents. We make the rules to create boundaries. And it's for your good. We love you so much. But you cannot just go do stuff and break the rules, all the rules. And granted, you have to pick your battles as a parent. But this was a really important one. And so, you know, we went at it. I went right at her. Now, had I done, had I gone right at my eye daughter, she would have fallen apart and cried and just fell over and died. 10 minutes later, after this conversation with my high D daughter, she came in, hugged me. We were all good. Life was good. She said she was sorry. Moving on. 
that would have never happened with my eye kid. She would have been crushed. And so I think that's what I mean by understanding temperament and how you can parent them. Yeah. Um, You know, what do you think about that? Well, I I love what you said about the the D's um, going at it. It is interesting because, you know, even this individual saying, "I, I really don't like my child. And I think that's one of the things to register what temperament, because if if you are a, a high I and you're dealing with a high I or a high D and you're dealing with a, I don't know why, probably because I am a high D and I do have a high D that's still left in my household. I, I tend to focus on talking about that because you, you can't help but both be so direct and say things that later on you're going, what, why can I teach this all day long, but I'm not applying it, you know? Why don't I take that 30-second pause to, to stop and go, what do I want out of this relationship? What kind of questions can I ask the high D? Because they are so driven by results, rather than having it done my way, what would it look like if we can talk about it and and come to that middle ground to go, this is what we can do moving forward. Because another thing with a high D, uh, they don't want to be told what to do. So you're, and and if you're a high D, you want to tell everyone what to do. Right. It's just how we roll. And you were getting ready to say something, Jess, go ahead. Just going to give another example of, um, how kids are different in families. And so let's take um, my son, who's a um, high S. And again, at 13 now, I really did this assessment. But when he was younger, um, he would often like to play with him by by himself. But then there were times he also would like to play with one friend or two friends. You know, he didn't really like the big parties. And I can't, I have a hard time understanding that. You know, the more the merrier has always been my philosophy in life. <laughs> more people, the better, you know. We're going on a cruise. Well, we need 30 people to go with us. <laughs> you know, so that's my philosophy in life. But my son, he wanted, you know, he liked one friend, maybe two, or no one by himself. And I always, I remember we were at the beach this one time in Mexico. And Tanner is playing in the sand, building sandcastles. I, we were building sandcastles with him. At that time, he was an only child. Um, and he, his father and I were not married. So he was essentially living in two homes. He had our home and then his dad's home. Um, but we're playing in the um, ocean or in the sand. And he is playing with this little boy. He, this little boy is like one of the vendors, you know, the vendors that go on the beach. It's his um, son. And so Tanner plays with his, uh, this little boy for hours and you know they'll run up to the blanket get they'll get um treats and snacks and eat and you know and i'm buying stuff for them to eat and whatever they're running back so hours i mean i'm talking like six or seven hours we were out there all day so we're leaving we say bye the little boy runs down to his dad we leave and i said hey tanner did you have fun he's like oh my gosh that was the best day ever i'm like well what was that little boy's name he's like i don't know he spoke spanish I just cracked up because I thought, all he he's a high S. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't realize that at the time, but he's a high S. Of course that makes sense. One little boy playing all day. They didn't need to talk a lot because he was just, they were engaging. Their time together was important. Um, 
it just cracked me up. I just thought, oh, that's exactly his temperament. But then on the flip side, as he got older, um, and I, when I put him through the assessment and I really learned that he is a high S, I asked him, what's the hardest part of your childhood? And he said, living in two houses. And I said, why is that? You have everything at your dad's. You have everything here. You have everything anyone would want. You have literally four Christmases because of grandmas and stuff. And he's like, because it's, I, I, I never know where I'm going to be. It's back and forth. And so what I realized is he needed so much stability, like even just going to his dad's house three days a week and my house four days a week. And even though he knew where he was going to be, he didn't like, that was stressful to him. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, wow. So I really had to adjust my parenting to him to make sure every day when he was getting ready to go to his dad's, it was like, okay, you get all your stuff ready. You're going to dad's. You'll be there for three days. Remember, this is what you have. Like, so I had to adjust my parenting style for this kid that, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'll tell you why I'm laughing in a minute for this kid that had to um, really understand what stability means. Yeah. Uh, so it was just adjusting my style. Yeah. yeah well, so. that that is so significant for and as to remember that, to have a little bit of that routine and, and stability. And when we get really impulsive, especially if you're parenting from a D mode or an I mode, and you're throwing them for, for loops. And once again, I wasn't aware of it. I was aware of it but not with, with my children. And same thing. I have a high S and even to this day, uh, today's a perfect example. I said, after radio, I can come pick you up and we can go, you know, do our thing. Well, she has a little one now, so it's even more. She needs the structure and the routine. But then right before I text her and said, Hey, I'm going to go on a hike with dad. So it'll, I'll probably be an hour later. Um, that'll probably throw her. She'll probably think, well, I wish I would have known that because now I've planned my day. So just even now I'm going, aha. Yeah. Like I probably should have not been a D and told her, but said, Hey, would this still work for you? If So it's just even rearranging how you say things in your approach. So yeah. they can feel like I'm still in control of that structure. Yeah. Because when we altered the way we prepared Tanner or explained what was going on, happy as can be, no issues. But it was those days where it was like, Tanner, where are your soccer shoes? Or where are your football cleats? Or they're my dad's. Like those moments really, really were hard uh, on him as a, as a kid. Yeah. Well, and, and then that leads to the C, uh, going back to even my, my comments about, you know, the, the ones that are reading all the time. I made a comment one time, this was just a, a few weeks ago, I was speaking at a mom's group uh, at a church, and I mentioned, you know, don't, don't keep going be me, like let them be uniquely them, the way God created them to where, you know, they can show up they have these inborn traits and it it's it's letting them be them is going to have an impact on the world like don't try to make them mask all of their behaviors and i said for example when they're in the sandbox and they're playing with their toys all by themselves 
you don't always have to be that mom that pulls them into play, you know, be social, be me, yeah. go over there. And, and, and when they are the ones wanting to read by the pool, you know, get in the pool, play volleyball, go be with all these other people. And I made that comment. I had someone come up to me, a mom, and she said, you know what? I wish my mom would have done more of that because I was terrified as an adult. She always just let me be me, but I needed to be stretched a little bit. So it's also finding that balance. You know, we're saying adapt, but don't force, I guess is the right word there. Totally. That's such so great. And, you know, there's definitely a balance with that. I, you know, the C's, and this can happen in marriage. And again, disclaimer, I'm not a marriage or a child counselor at all, but I just know what has worked um, with all the people I have worked, helped through this. So, um, you know, that, that is, you think about a husband and wife go to a party, the high I is going to walk in and meet everyone. And the C, if the C is going to come along and want to be introduced to one or two people, and that is great. That's a perfect example of how that works in marriage and in childhood. Like your kids, if they're a high C, they may want to be alone, but they don't want to feel excluded. And so introducing them to one or two people just gets their foot in the door so that then they can engage and have fun. I know um, my kids, the ones that are super outgoing, I will go, if, if we're in a group setting, we do a life group. And so always have had kids all around our life group and I'm like make sure to go and include them they're shy introduce them to people and that's all kids need if they're in that more introverted phase they may not want to play with everybody but they would like an introduction to one or two people and getting them engaged I was laughing because as we're talking Patty my high high eye crazy child is texting me I have 15 texts from her and the last one said it's like mom 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 Jessica mother birth giver not a woman who married my dad. <laughs> like, she doesn't care. She's like, I, I need attention. Yes. And when they want it, that's that's what I have with my high eye. They want it now. Like yeah. it doesn't matter because right now I need you and I don't care if you're giving birth. I don't <laughs> care if you're, you know, at at the, you know the hospital. It's it right. so I get the same thing. They call you and you don't answer. Then they text you and it says, hello, all in caps. And then it's mom, 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 hello. And I got this last night. Why do you, why do I even pay for your phone? Like she pays. Because <laughs> she knows I've said that to her. Like she has to answer when I call her, but you know, but yeah, is that funny? That, that temperament. And well, then I, I want to just, um, validate the the lady that's asked that question because about you know I don't even like my kids um you know it, it, all moms feel that way I think in some way you know <laughs> in some shape or form and um it's very brave of her to ask that question because I think you know it's scary to put those put those words out there and when my daughter and I got into that fight last night I walked out and I said to my husband I don't know how to parent her. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how to do this. We've tried so many things. I don't know how to parent her. And in that moment, did I love that girl? Deeply. I deeply love her. Did I like her? No, because I couldn't figure out how to make it work. But when I went back and re-engaged in the conversation and like 
remembered, okay, this is her style. I need to speak to her like she will hear it. And yeah. then I implement what I say because she's a high D. If I don't implement what I say, she will not believe me in the future. And so I have to implement what I say. And so we, we have to remember, honor our kids for what they're, what they're really awesome at, what God gifted them for. And it could be completely different or it can be exactly the same as us. Both have their own um, individual like hardships, hard things about it. But then think about who they are. How did God wire them? And if they're wired to be outgoing around a lot of people, then make sure they're getting that. You know, make sure they're getting some exposure to friends. It's hard. We're co hopefully coming out of a pandemic right now, but um, but still some people are fully in, um, masked and not um, able to be around people. You have to figure out ways to make that happen for the kids that need people in their lives. Um, and then remember the drivers, you've got to have conversations with them head on. The high C's in your life, they're thinkers. They need time to process and that's as well. They need time to process. Don't make them make a decision on the spot. Give them time and give them a deadline. Hey, honey, I need you to think about this. I'll be back in two hours and we're going to re-engage in this conversation. Um, they need that. The high D kids, they want to have the conversation now. And the high I kids, they never want to have the conversation. So you've got to make them sit down and talk. <laughs> but you really have to really engage your kids the way their temperament and the way they are wired to be the most successful. Yes. And and that key word is engaging with them on their level. Even when they're younger, uh, if they're the ones that are reading what activity can I do? Can I take them to the library? Can I take them to the science museum? Whereas a high eye, you know, when they go to the science museum, they want to twirl. They're not even reading anything. All those little, you know, and you're over here going, here we go. Especially if you're the high C, you want them to read everything, you know, learn all. Isn't this fascinating? Isn't this amazing? It's like, no, I, I want to dance. I want to go meet the kid over there in the corner, you know, engage at their level, meet them through their strengths. Uh, the other tip, uh, let's go with three tips. The first one is to realize what an honor it is that God gave you these, like you said, we might not always like them, but we will always love them. It's that unconditional love. And so be delighted that they're your child. And the second one is exactly what you said, Jessica. Find out ways to meet them through their strengths, engage with them on their level, not always on your level. And see them for who they are. I guess that would be tip three. See them for who they are and adapt to their beautiful uniqueness. And I think when we truly spend time to look at their uniqueness, we won't be so irritated with that. And we only have 30 seconds left. I will say, if you're out there and you're frustrated right now through the pandemic and you're on Zoom, they're on Zoom and you're you're watching them sit on their bed and not be actively engaged in school and all of those things, have the conversation, sit down and really stay curious, ask them these open-ended questions of what's going on rather than going right to screaming and yelling. So with that, thank you so much for being with us. It's an honor to be with you today and we are in it together. Because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It, hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.